1: What's up Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, May 13th, 2021. Your boy Q here, very excited and fired up about today's show. It's a show that we've been anticipating for a a while as on Wednesday, the NFL released the schedule of every single regular season game throughout the course of the 2021 season, of course. So we're here to break down and look at the Raiders schedule and kind of, you know, dissect it and obviously give our opinion on, on wins and losses, but it's May so it's so early, you just really have no idea, but very excited. It's always fun to look at the schedule and, and get excited about the upcoming season. Before we get into today's show, I do want to let you know it's being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need is at one spot. That's rockauto.com. All you got to do is let them know that Locked On Raiders podcast sent you. Let them know that I'm doing my job. And I'll tell you more about Rock Auto a little bit later in the show. But coming up in the show, segment number three, your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And I've got a ton to get to, and I'm not going to get to them all on today's show, I promise you, but I got a lot of feedback to to get to. Uh, A lot of it has to do with the defense, and we were having that conversation on Tuesday, and a lot of it also has to do with the schedule release that happened on Wednesday. So, tons of stuff to get to. I'll do the best to get through as many as possible coming up in segment number three. In segment number two, I jumped on with Ross Jackson, who's host of the Locked On Saints, and then Cody Rourke, who's host of uh, Locked On Broncos. They were doing a a Locked On special uh, NFL schedule release, and so it it was funny. A bunch of the hosts from the network, from the NFL network, we're jumping on talking about their team and their schedule and how they looked at it and what they thought the win loss record was, when they thought that the, the easiest stretch of the schedule was, and where the tougher stretch was. So it was like nine or 10 minutes, either way you look at it. But I hopped on with them on Wednesday following the release of the Raiders schedule, and I thought it was a really good conversation. It was funny. I followed right after the guy who hosts the Baltimore Ravens show, and of course, by now you know that the Ravens are the very first team on the schedule for the Raiders in 2021. Monday Night Football, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the only Monday Night Football game going on this year. Usually it's a doubleheader. This year it's only one single game, so all eyes are going to be on the Raiders. All eyes will be on the Ravens. All eyes will be on Allegiance. State. Stadium, that Monday night football, September 13th. Very excited about that. So I followed the guy that hosts the Ravens, and so we had a little mini crossover conversation. So that was kind of cool as well. So you'll hear that in segment number two, and then here in segment number one, we'll just go through the schedule. Simple as that. We'll look at the games that they have as far as the preseason games go. Don't have any dates or times on that, but we know the opponents, so we'll talk about that briefly, and then more importantly, we'll get into the regular season and kind of break it down. I'll share my thoughts on that. So that's all coming up here in segment number one, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, Preseason will go through really quickly. They play the Seahawks every single year in the preseason. They do that again. That'll be their very first preseason game. Then they're at LA, so it's it's the Seahawks in Vegas. Then at LA, the Rams. That'll be SoFi Stadium. Then they're at the 49ers, so they'll be in Santa Clara at uh, Levi Stadium. So uh, they're all West Coast. That's cool. They don't really have to travel. Uh, they'll be at home, then in, in LA, and then at San Francisco. But there's no dates and no times. So that's the preseason schedule. And that's it in a nutshell. Those three teams. Now let's get into what really matters, right? The regular season. I already mentioned the Baltimore Ravens. That's the Monday night football game. Shout out to our guy Jazzy in the Bay who hits us up on the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line and uh, hit me a couple days ago and said, hey, the first game is going to be Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. Well, he was absolutely correct. So that's going down Monday, September 13th. And when I look at the schedule, that's one of the first things I look at is the prime time games. How many prime time games do the Raiders have this year? Four of them. Monday night football. Two Monday night footballs in the first seven games. They're at home with Baltimore. Then they're on the road against the Chargers in L.A., which is, in my opinion, another home game. So there you go. Uh, Baltimore and the Chargers, Monday Night Football, September 13th and October 4th. Uh, those are primetime games before the bye week. And then after the bye week, they have a Sunday night football game against the Chiefs, and then they also have a Thanksgiving game against the Dallas Cowboys. So November 14th and then November 25th, they have primetime games. So that's four primetime games for the Raiders, and the most that any team could have is five. So for a team that went 8-8 and in 2020, uh, it really is nice that the NFL is showing them some love and giving them these primetime games. Uh, obviously, the expectations for the Raiders are high. The John Gruden effect, having him as the head coach, that's obviously in play. And then, of course, the biggest factor of all is it's the Las Vegas Raiders. It's Allegiant Stadium. It's the it's the uh, the lights, the glamour of Sin City. I mean, all that plays into the role of why the Raiders have so many primetime games. But man, four primetime games, that's awesome. I like it. That is a definite big deal, in my opinion. So anyway, let's get back to just looking at the schedule in general now that we already went through the prime time games. Monday, September 13th. At home, Baltimore Ravens. That's a 5-15 kickoff Monday night football. Great. That's an exciting game. Uh, That's a fun game. That's going to be a tough game, no doubt. It's going to be a challenge right out the gates. Then they travel. They hit the road. This is what I don't like. Their first seven games are home, away, home, away, home, away, home. I hate that. I hate that with a passion. I wish that they could have a couple games back-to-back. They can get some rest and relaxation, be in their own homes, their own beds. But, no, it's always at home, then travel. At home, travel. I hate that. So, after Baltimore, they go Sunday, September 19th at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's two AFC North opponents back-to-back, two very tough AFC North opponents, two playoff teams back-to-back. I mean, man, you are not giving the Raiders no chance to even get into the regular season, get used to the regular season. But, hey, look, there are no excuses. There's no team. That's gonna feel sorry for you. You just got to get, you know, put your big boy shorts on and go out there and go to play. So the Ravens, followed by the Steelers, then they're back at home against the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa obviously is going to be the the starting quarterback there. There's no Ryan Fitzpatrick to come in at the end of the game and save the day. But uh, they've invested some more. They they had a really good draft, in my opinion. They got a lot more talent on that team. So you've got three tough teams back to back to back. I mean, Miami had ten wins in 2020, even though they didn't go to the playoffs. They had Ten wins. So, I mean, they're also still cooking with grease. Then uh, you, you have um, that Monday night football game I was talking about against the Chargers. That's the first AFC West opponent. Uh, that's going to be a tough game just because AFC West opponent, Justin Herbert. Uh, Then you return home Sunday, October 10th, Chicago Bears. And this is actually the week 17 game that I was talking about, or at least the 17th game of the season that they added. And from my understanding, it was going to be the last game of the season. But I was incorrect about that. It's actually, you know, in the first handful of games. So Sunday, October 10th, the Chicago Bears will be at Allegiant Stadium. Khalil Mack will hear all that story. He returns to Vegas. He was never in Vegas, so he can't return to Vegas. But we'll hear that storyline for sure. Then uh, following that at the Denver Broncos Sunday, October 17th. Okay, again, that's a 125 kickoff. And then they close things out at home against the Philadelphia Eagles before they take a bye week. So I look at the first seven games right there, and I know they're tough schedules with the Ravens, Steelers, and Dolphins and Chargers. All four of those teams could be really good teams. I think out of the first seven games, well, hell, the Bears are going to be a tough team too because they got that tough defense. Who knows what their quarterback situation is going to be like. But, man, I look at the first seven games and think that the Raiders need to go 5-2. and two. And I know that that's asking a lot. But we know how it is with the Raiders down the stretch. So I think of the first seven games, they need to find a way to go 5-2. and two. If they do that, they're off to a great start, and then they have a bye week. And then they come out of the bye week, and they hit the road. They travel to New York, to the Big Apple, to face the Giants. They should be able to win that game. Even though it's a traveling game, it's an early kickoff, you have a bye. You have a whole week to rest up and get ready for that game, and then boom, you go. Then, of course... The Kansas City Chiefs Sunday Night Football. They're going to think about a year ago when they had Sunday Night Football on the Chiefs and they had an opportunity to sweep the series with them, and they weren't able to do that because they they allowed Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to get loose on the last uh, drive of the game. So they're going to be thinking about that game. That'll be their second, third, excuse me, third. AFC West game of the season. Uh, That's a game that I think that they need to win. They need to find a way to win that game. The Giants and the Chiefs, I think that they could win those two uh, coming out the bye week, and then they follow that up with a home game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So really, if they can get on a roll right there, that might be the stretch that you want to look at. Giants, Chiefs, Bengals. That could really be 3-0 out the gates. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to be a tough game. But, man, if you can come out the bye week, travel, get a dub, go back home, get a dub, and have another home game against the Bengals and get a dub, then you're cooking with grease going into that game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. The only problem is that's a very short week. In between the Bengals and the Cowboys, you have four days in between games. They play the 21st the Bengals. And then the 25th in Dallas in the Big D against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So that's going to be a quick turnaround. That's going to be tough. So uh, as much as I think that they could beat the Cowboys, I just think that turnaround is going to be so, so, so tough. And then Sunday, December 5th, they're at home again against the Washington football team. The defense for the Washington football team and Jack Del Rio, really, really good. Offense, not so much. I don't believe that they've solved the quarterback issue. They do have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that he's the answer. Uh, Who knows who will be under center at that point. But Don't think that he's the ultimate answer, so I think that they can win that game as well. Then they're on the road in Arrowhead in December at Kansas City, early kickoff. That's going to be a tough game. Then there's a question. On December 18th or 19th is when the next Raiders game will be. It's either going to be a Saturday or a Sunday, but they'll be at Cleveland. We all remember last year, at Cleveland. Remember how the the weather was terrible. It wasn't like rain or snow. It was like an in between. It was rain, snow, hail. It was a little bit of everything. It was just ugly. Raiders found a way to get a dub, but it's going to be late December, mid December. Well, yeah, late December, almost Christmas, where they'll be in Cleveland. So you know it's going to be an ugly game. And then they're going to turn around And play on Sunday, December 26th, which is right after Christmas, at home at least, against the Broncos. So they don't have a cold weather game there. They'll be uh, at home in Allegiant Stadium, but still turning around against the Broncos. Then they head on the road January 2nd at the Colts. That's going to be a tough game. That's a playoff team or a team that expects to be in the playoffs. And then they close things out Sunday, January 9th at home against the Chargers. So they start out at home and they finish at home. To make the playoffs, which is what everyone expects, right? You expect the Raiders to make the playoffs in 2021. That is a tough schedule. I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to whine about it and say, oh, the NFL hates the Raiders. They give them a terrible schedule. Man, no, somebody, somebody's pissed off at the team. I ain't going to say all that. They've got murderer's row, as far as I'm concerned, their schedule. They don't really have an easy stretch at all. Again, coming out of the bye week is probably the the best chance to go on a winning streak, as far as I'm concerned. But either way you look at it, man, you play the games on your schedule and you go out there and you ball. If you're a playoff team, you're going to win a bunch of these games. And that's what the Raiders are aiming to be in 2021 as a playoff team. So if you go 5-2 and two in the first seven, I'm going to say that the Raiders need to go 6-4 and four in the final 10 games. And if they do that, they're going to be, 11 and 6. I'm not guaranteeing that's going to make the playoffs, but I'm saying that that's what they need to aim for. They need to aim for 10 and 7 to 11 and 6. I I don't know, again, if that's going to make the playoffs, but that's where they need to be. So that's a big jump going from 8 and 8 to 11 wins. Uh, even though they have an extra game. So we'll see if they can do that. It's a very tough schedule, a uh, lots of traveling. Uh, they're going to have their frequent flyer miles, man. They're going to really uh, make sure that their bags are packed early and often. But either way you look at it, man, that's the schedule. You know what it is. It's set in stone. The only question mark that you have is that uh Saturday or Sunday, December 18th or 19th at Cleveland. Don't know exactly which day that's going to be, if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday. But There you go. There's your schedule. Love to hear your thoughts on on the schedule. 707-654-4693. Coming up next, you'll hear my thoughts as I jumped on with Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke, talked all things Raiders schedule, Uh, had a little bit of a mini crossover talking Baltimore Ravens, that first Monday night football game of the season as well. That's coming up next. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. And I've been telling you about them for quite a while. They are a family business. They've been serving auto park customers online for over 20 years. Years. What do you got to do is go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything, engine control parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, doesn't matter if your car is a classic or a daily driver, everything you need is just a few easy clicks away, and the parts are delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, super easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brand specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at rockauto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to rockauto.com, check out all the parts available for your car, truck, while you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? You write Locked On Raiders podcast. That's how they know that I sent you. Great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need at one spot. That's rockauto.com. Segment number two, it's on the way.
0: You're Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we are, segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, talking all things NFL schedule for the Raiders in 2021. You heard my little breakdown of the schedule there in segment number one. Here in segment number two, you're going to hear my conversation that I had immediately following the schedule release, as soon as the whole meal deal was out there. Of course, there was a bunch of leaks throughout the course of the day, but I wasn't really caught up in that. I really wanted to just see the full meal deal, want to see when it's official, like a referee's whistle, and then be able to look at it and break it down. So, it's immediately after that came out, I on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, the YouTube channel with Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, and of course Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos, to talk all things uh, Raiders' schedule. And it's funny because the host of the Locked On Ravens was actually on when I hopped on. And so It was great timing, but uh, Ross and Cody both were like, man, hey, this is great. You can get a little bit of early preview of the first Monday Night Football game of the 2021 season, and we could talk Ravens and we could talk Raiders right now. So here we go. Here's that conversation. You'll hear Ross start off talking about the Ravens and Raiders Monday Night Football. Uh, Before
2: we get you out of here, Kevin, this just is too good a transition here for us. Our next (laughs) guest is is, is your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. You guys open up the season, so let's get a just a quick little preview of what's going to be a week one crossover Thursday episode. We've got your (laughs) boy Q. We've got Kevin Auschwitz. These guys are going to be going head-to-head to to open up Monday Night Football for the season. Q, how are you guys? How are you feeling about this matchup?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be a part of this excellent show that you guys are putting on, and uh, I thank Thank you you for uh, allowing me to be a part of it, like I said. And uh, I'm fired up, man. This is a great day for everyone that's an NFL fan just to be able to look at the schedule and anticipate what their teams possibly can do, even though, you know, we, we got a long way away before we see the action. And who doesn't want to start the season off Monday night football? I'm actually surprised that, uh, you know, Monday night football in Las Vegas wasn't the, the star attraction for the primetime game. But I guess when you're a Baltimore Raven, you've been there, done that, you ain't worried about it, you know. But, man, I'll tell you, I'm so fired up, man. The the Raiders didn't have any fans in the stands in 2020, right? They got this right. brand-new stadium. It's Las Vegas, Nevada. The, brights don't, the lights don't get any brighter than that. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. You got all the storylines that go. Man, it don't get no better than that, man. Monday Night Football starts the season. Let's, it's the only Monday Night Football game. You know, usually it's a doubleheader. It's only a, right. it's a single show this time. Come on, Thankfully. man. All eyes. It's like Tupac would say, all eyes on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kevin, how are you feeling about the matchup to open it up, man? No, I, I agree. I mean, it's going to be an electric atmosphere there in Las Vegas. And I think this has storylines just in terms of Former Ravens, who are now in Las Vegas, who will be playing in Raider uniforms. You have Yannick Ngakwe, who the Raiders gave a yeah. fully guaranteed deal. You have Willie Sneed, who the Ravens let go and didn't bring back. Now he's with Las Vegas. Then John Brown, who was a couple of years ago a former Raven, he's going to be there. And obviously Darren Waller, the wide receiver who the Raiders turned into a star at the tight end position. And plus, you know, obviously the quarterback matchup, Lamar Jackson versus Derek Carr, I think is a better quarterback matchup than some people anticipated being. But I think that, you know, the bright lights, the Ravens have those primetime games and starting it off in Las Vegas. I mean, I don't think there was a better option for this team. Yeah, Absolutely. Q, hang out with us. Kevin, we appreciate you very much for coming through. Remember, you can follow Kevin on Twitter at Chaos Record 34. Coming through with the Locked On Ravens podcast every Monday through Friday. And these two right here, a little preview crossover <laughs> Thursday, week one. Kevin, we appreciate you coming through, homie.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much.
2: Q, you know, I, I know we say
0: your boy Q, but you're our boy Q. Man.
2: We really <laughs> appreciate you
0: on here, man. And uh, I tell you what, this is a an interesting year. And I, I think when we look at the AFC West, I know you and I will talk two times per season. Yeah. But, you know, looking at the schedule, though, I'm looking at the Raiders' schedule right now. A week eight bye, you know, you open up against Baltimore. You're on the road at Pittsburgh. Then you have a home game against the Miami Dolphins, a divisional game against the Chargers. Then you play the Chicago Bears, the Broncos, then the Philadelphia Eagles before your bye week. Do you feel like this might be the toughest stretch of the schedule here to open the season for the Raiders, or do you feel like that stretch will come a little bit later?
1: No, you know, I I really don't like the the beginning games that the Raiders have. I mean, you know, I, I don't care who the Raiders play. Honestly, I mean, the schedule's the schedule. You're going to play a tough schedule regardless. But I hate just how you rolled it out: at home at Baltimore, on the road against Pittsburgh, at home against Miami on the road against LA even though that's i mean the chargers that's that's you know raiders home south i mean whatever that that is what it is uh, raider raider nation owns LA so that's that's that is what it is but then you're at home against chicago on the road against denver at home against philadelphia you have no continuity you have no you know you don't you don't get to have a couple games at home or even a couple games on the road it's just like go back go back it's just back yep. and forth and so you don't you don't get settled at all so that right. that bothers me and that's a tough stretch and then you go on a bye and then it almost happens again and you have a couple back to back on the on the road games and a couple back to back at home games but it's so back and forth it's it's you want to talk about frequent flyer miles man the raiders are going to get there this season for I don't know the numbers but I promise you they're going to be big time
2: yeah, that's one of the big things that I always enjoy looking at a couple of days after the schedule release is what's the travel distance? And right. again, the AFC West, the NFC West, they always do the most traveling just because of the great divide of the, where the teams are located right. within the U.S. So as you look through all of this and you look through the schedule as it is, what's you, you talk about What's the what the sort of most challenging portion of the schedule is. But where's the point at which this team you feel like has the ability to settle in, find its identity, and maybe hit their stride?
1: I mean... You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I look at the schedule, and I'm telling you, man, it's one of the toughest schedules that I've seen in a while. And I feel like the Raiders have a very tough schedule every year. I was and just saying say, know. this has happened before, right? To yeah.
2: Where like, last wasn't year. it just a couple years ago to where the Raiders didn't play a home game for like eight weeks or something
1: exactly, like that? Exactly, exactly. They yeah. went all the way to London and did all kind of craziness, you know, foolishness. <laughs> but, I mean, none of these teams are slouches. You know what I mean? Like, right. you look at it, every single stretch of games is tough. And it's crazy. I'm okay with that. You know, the thing about mm-hmm. it is, last season, there was the second half of the season we like to call in air quotes, and everyone said, oh, this is an easy stretch for the Raiders. Well, guess what? They fell flat on their face during that <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Easy stretch, so I mean, it really doesn't matter. I honestly believe that they do a better job against the tough stretch, or when they think that it's really, really tough. I feel like they they play at a higher level. So I mean, it it doesn't get easy at all. I mean, you got the Giants coming out of the bye. Who knows if they've gotten better this year or not? But then you you got Kansas City, and maybe I mean maybe coming out of the bye, you have you have the Giants uh, on the road. So that's Mm -hmm. I mean it's a road game. It's early. Kansas City at home. Okay, you feel good about that Sunday night football game. It's going to be a fun atmosphere at home. You know what kind of opponent that's going to be. You got Cincinnati then after that. So maybe Cincinnati is still struggling. You know, maybe they haven't figured out how to protect Joe Burrow. So maybe you feel right. decent about, you know, two out of three of those games. You know, you feel like you could win, the, you could beat the Giants and you could beat the Bengals. Kansas City will be a, a crapshoot. You know, it always is with the, right. with the Chiefs. And then you go on the road to Dallas on Thanksgiving, which is a primetime game in, in Jerry's world. I feel like, you know, you don't know who the Cowboys are going to be because their defense was just like the Raiders defense was in 2020. It stunk. You know, so yeah. man, can they can they improve their defense with a former Seattle Seahawk, Just like the Raiders are trying to improve their defense with a former Seattle Seahawk? I mean, the storylines match up. People don't think I, I, they think I'm crazy when I say it. The Cowboys and the Raiders are so similar. It's, it's, it's almost scary. It really is. It's almost scary.
0: That I think you make a really interesting point, and, and I do agree with Ross. I mean, I've looked at the schedule the last couple of years. The strength of schedule for the Raiders has always been top of the league. They've always had one of the hardest schedules, top five hardest schedules. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they have the the first or the third toughest schedule this upcoming season. So, of course. Uh, you know, obviously a lot on paper, a lot of that's based <laughs> on, on last year. But there's been a lot of a uh, lot of talk about this Raiders team this off season. You know, John Gruden, Mike Mayock. Is there a sort of disconnect between the two of them? Now, I think you've got a pretty good pulse on the situation. Where do you feel like the Raiders are sitting right now in the AFC West in comparison to a team like Denver that got better, Kansas City who added some talent, and the Chargers who also got better, and the Raiders themselves got better? But how's it all going to balance out?
1: Oh, I mean, I think the Chiefs are obviously the the cream of the crop when it comes to the AFC West. I mean, they're going to be the, the the top dog until they're not the top dog anymore. And I think really it's it's a uh, hey, everyone battle it out after that. You know, I mean, you have the Chargers and you know that their quarterback is solid and Justin Herbert. See what he does in year two. Denver. Uh, are they gonna make a move for Aaron Rodgers or are they going to stick with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? neither one of those cats scare me. neither one of those cats worry me and that's not trying mm-hmm. to be disrespectful. I just think they are who they are you know yep. and and then I guess the Raiders oh, I mean the, yeah. you know you Herbie just be fully loaded <laughs> yeah exactly I mean and I feel like that they've gotten better. And I think that Gus Bradley is going to help out with the defense, and that's the biggest key for me. If the mm-hmm. defense can be a better unit than they've been the past couple years, and, and it's it's sad that we're singing the same song. Well, if only the defense gets a little bit better. Well, <laughs> it's almost like the Cowboys right. when they said, "Well, if Sean Lee's healthy this year, well, he was never healthy." You know, right. so can the can the Raiders' defense be? a a, a step better than they were they were 25th rank overall last year can they get into the top 20 can they be 18 17 16 if they can they have a fighting chance but you can't give up 30 points a game and think you're going to win 10 or 11 games you're just not yeah absolutely
2: q we appreciate you coming through listen to this resume listen to this resume monday through friday locked on uh, locked on raiders monday through friday locked on bets fridays with christopher carter locked on nfl nobody does it like our boy Q. You can yeah. follow him on Twitter as well at your q 254 q We appreciate you coming through, homie.
1: Hey, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you do. Hey, appreciate you, man. Yeah. So there it is right there. That was my instant reaction conversation with Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, and Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos. Of course, you'll hear Cody twice a season as I do the crossover on Crossover Thursday. I remember a couple seasons ago, it was Wednesday, but last season we went to Thursday, so we'll be doing Crossover Thursday again this season, so you'll hear a lot more of Cody Rourke. But not so much a Ross Jackson. But either way, you go. That was my conversation. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed hopping on with them. The Locked On Network. They do a really good job of promoting us and uh, you know putting us on YouTube and. Just getting the very most out of their talent, which is great. is exactly what I want to do. So that was a lot of fun hopping on with those guys. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I mean all your sports, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. It does not matter what it is betonline.ag has got you covered. Before the next pitch or the next swing of the bat or the next bucket, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up for the bonuses, the contest information, and also get all the great sporting news. Get off the sidelines. It's your chance to get into the game. Again, head to the website on your mobile device or use your laptop and uh, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. You got to use the promo code LOCKEDON. So don't just Go ahead and put a, a deposit in there and, and open up an account. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED ON. BetOnline.AG, promo code LOCKED ON, 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.AG is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's on the way.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is
2: every day
1: here we go raider nation segment number three of today's locked on raiders podcast calls and texts straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 got a variety of subjects to get to so let's go ahead and jump right into it we'll start off with a text from my guy joey c in stockton he said good show today q i was super salty when the raiders left the bay as well i also hate that the warriors went to san francisco as well it cracked me up when you said that because i thought i was the only one lol i stayed out in east texas in longview for a while a few years." and even out there, I ran into Cali boys. Texans aren't as receptive to us, however, LOL totally true about everyone leaving and going out there. Have a blessed one, Q. Go Raiders! That's from Joey C. in Stockton, and I was really uh, in reference to me talking about the A's about to leave the Bay, and uh, their likely destination is Las Vegas, and uh, everyone just kind of packed up and is following Mark Davis smooth out of Oakland, and it sucks, but that's just kind of how it is for one reason or the other. I'm not going to blame 100% on Oakland, not going to put 100% blame on the team, but there's a major, major disconnect, and they're losing all their professional teams, and it really really stinks but uh thank you so much for that text appreciate you next up i got a call from geese mode not beast mode but geese mode keith from the 669 he's calling to talk about a stat line that he just saw that he thought was a very very important one to point out here he is geese mode keith from the 669
2: hey q this is geese mode keith from the 669 i appreciate you not diving into the aaron Rodgers rumor mill like every other journalist and fair weather fans out there I do have one point to make real quick, since I know your time is valuable. I just saw a stat line that should put this thing to rest. Over the last three years, there's only been two quarterbacks with 4,000-plus passing yards and 10 or less interceptions. That's Aaron Rodgers, obviously the league MVP, and, drum roll please, Derek Carr. Intangibles of an MVP aside, our guy Derek Carr can ball, and I believe he's the most underrated quarterback in the league. Can we quit it with the wishful thinking and start appreciating our dude overall? Just win, baby, and by any means, Raiders.
1: There he goes. Good call right there. G Smoke Keith from the 669. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate the call. And I saw that stat line on Rodgers and Carr and thought that was cool. There is no mistaking. Carr is a really good quarterback. Let's let, let's let it be known. Does he have limitations? Sure. He's not a first-ballot Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer at all, but Aaron Rodgers is. But you could definitely win with Carr, and the Raiders have shown time and time again that they're not moving on from him. They've had multiple times to go and draft quarterbacks or bring other guys in, and they haven't. So that's one thing that you you can really point out is that they've had chances to move on from Carr, and they haven't. So clearly, they're okay, and they're happy with what he's doing and the progression he's making year to year. Thank you so much for that call. Next up, I got a text from Silver and Black Hole in the 661. He says, hey, what's up, Q? Silver and Black Hole from the 661 San Joaquin Valley here. Just wanted to let you know I'm still listening every day despite Apple not being able to get their stuff together. I'm finding a way to listen to your boy Q, who's keeping it real. To be Captain Obvious here, our biggest needs were defense heading into free agency and the draft. In my opinion, bringing in Gus and his staff was a huge come up. The players got to play, but the coaches got to coach too. The new coaching staff is going to allow these young cats to play instinctively and fast rather than doing trigonometry in their heads before the balls snap. I know our draft picks have to go out there and prove it, but I'm not mad at any of the picks. I'm very excited about the whole class, but in particular, Nate Hobbs. I like his story and he's gritty. I could go on all day about how excited I am for our new defense to be on the field, but I got to peace out. Thanks for all that you do, Q. Love the show. That's from Silver and Black Hole in the 661. And, I'm pretty excited, too. I know that, you know, they traded up to get some guys that are probably going to start out as uh, special teams dudes and then try to work their way onto the field. But Nate Hobbs is a guy that I'm very excited about, and I think he's going to compete with Meek Robertson to man that, uh, that slot position, that slot corner. I think he could do a really good job, and I'm very excited about how Gus Bradley can make it a lot easier For these players to understand their defense and go out there and play and just execute, you know, and I got hit up uh, on Twitter on Wednesday by a junior and he was saying, well, how can uh, defensive coordinator simplify the defense and not make it so simple that the offense knows what's going on? And really, it's just about knowing your assignments. That's the bottom line. Knowing your assignments and know what you're supposed to do and not try to do someone else's job. Just make it uh, enough so these guys recognize, okay, in this call, this is my job. If I do that, the guy next to me is going to do the same thing, do his job, and we're going to execute it correctly. But uh, a lot of that has to do with trusting the guy next to you. If these guys could trust each other and you learn that and develop that in practice, if you could develop that trust in one another, then you can go out and execute your job correctly. But if you feel like you got to overcompensate and do the next man's job, that's when you get into trouble. So thank you so much for that text, man. I definitely appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from Raider Mike. He's calling in to share his feelings on the schedule. Here he is, Raider Mike.
3: Hey, what up Q, Raider Nation, Raider Mike. And he's calling on the schedule. I'm sitting here looking at it, man. I don't care how tough they say the schedule is, man. This looks pretty good to me, you know. Um, And usually when we have tougher schedules anyway, we seem to to thrive a little more and um, give a little more competition. So I have no problem with the schedule at all and I like how you know toward the end of the season uh we finish with Washington, Kansas City, Cleveland, um Denver, Indiana and the Chargers. But they're not going obviously there ain't going to be no walkovers, so we are going to have a little more to we gonna have, I think we should have a little extra uh motivation to to get the job done and finally get to the playoffs. Uh barring any setbacks or anything man. so I'm really I'm really liking this schedule, um, yeah, man. Just, I just really hope we we come prepared, man. Start off the season, you know. Baltimore and Pittsburgh ain't gonna be no jokes. So, I uh, don't know, Raider Nation. It's just the time to gear up. I know we got a lot of traveling and things like that, but hey, this year is no excuses. It's either playoffs or bust. I I ain't trying to hear nothing about COVID. I'm not trying to hear nothing about travel distance. I'm not trying to hear nothing about cold weather, nothing. Get the job done and get to the playoffs. That's all I got to say, man. Much love, everybody. God bless. Raider Mike.
1: There he goes. That's Raider Mike, and yeah, man. uh, Looking at the schedule, there's no doubt it's tough. But you know, I said the same thing about the schedule. You really can't complain about it being tough. The Raiders seem to always have a tough schedule. I don't like the back and forth, especially in the first seven games. But it is what it is. And I'll tell you, and I said this on the show with uh, with uh, Cody and and Ross Jackson. Is like, man, actually, the Raiders seem to play better when you know when they don't have the easy stretch of the of the season. You know, they like. I mean, you saw that last year. They supposedly got through the tough stretch, and then they had very winnable games down the back end, and they weren't able to win. That's when they kind of fell apart, so... Hell, maybe if they stick with the tough schedule, maybe they're able to do it, uh, you know, game one through game 17, who knows? But I'll tell you one thing, they'll be battle tested, they'll be playoff tested. So if they do make it to the playoffs, they'll be ready because a lot of those teams are playoff teams or at least teams that expect to be in the playoffs. So they will be ready to go because they'll definitely have been tested. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Rob in Southwest Florida. And this text was really difficult because it was 10 text messages and I had to actually put this thing together. But I did because it was... Was a very well lengthy text, obviously, but a very critical text. So I want to make sure I get this in. I don't want him to think that I'm uh, not, not a, like avoiding it or anything. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, he says Q, Raider Rob, Southwest Florida. Love your show and love your passion for all things Raiders. Just heard the segment with Warren Sharp regarding the picks the Raiders have made over the past few years. And I would have to agree. One thing I've noticed is that you seem to be a Raiders apologist. A lot of the things that you pointed out happened to all the other teams around the league. Injuries, etc. But the one constant is that the Raiders have a habit of overreaching for players and it shows. Every year the draft comes around, I cross my fingers hoping that this year will be different. And nope, it's not. Same old, same old, same old BS that they pull every year. A draft class of head scratchers. Why is it so hard for them to draft the highest rated player at their positions of need? Gruden always seems to think he's the smartest dude in the draft war room. Okay, so you give Gruden a pass of 2017. I agree. But it's been all Gruden since then. Even though Mayock is the GM, make no mistake, Gruden is calling the shots. Maybe even overruling Mayock. Gruden's draft history in the NFL speaks for itself with draft picks not just with the Raiders but with the Buccaneers as well. His arrogance in draft history is there and his commitment to apathy continues. I realize sometimes it takes a couple of years for drafts to truly reflect. Maybe this year the past Gruden era draft picks will pay off, but that's just me being forever hopeful. Keep up the great work. Peace out. That's Raider Rob in Southwest Florida. And I appreciate the text and it's funny because you said I'm an apologist, a Raiders apologist, and so it really caught my attention. And it's funny Right after the first round of the draft, when I said Alex Leatherwood, I did a whole show about Alex Leatherwood, so many people hit me up and said, you were so negative, you're so this, you're so that, because I didn't agree with the fact that they picked him at 17. I wasn't apologizing for anything. I was saying I thought they made a mistake. I still stand by that. I think they picked him too high, but that's neither here nor there. It's not really the conversation. I've pointed out everything you said about John Gruden. I've pointed out in multiple shows, Raider Rob, you got to go back and listen to some of the shows. I'm not sure who you're talking about being an apologist for the Raiders. I'm not that guy. And you're not going to get that from this show. I really wanted to make sure I got this text on the show. You'll never get that from me. If I think it stinks, I'm going to tell you it stinks. If I think it's good, I'll tell you it's good. Yeah, I didn't hold the 2017 draft against John Gruden because he wasn't there. He wasn't even there until after the, the 2017 season. You know what I mean? The first draft was in 2018. His first pick was Colton Miller. So I can't hold what happened in 2017 with Reggie McKenzie against John Gruden in 2018. That's not being an apologist. That's just being realistic. Whatever job you work at, do you hold the guy who worked there before you accountable for what you're doing? Probably not. So I agree with all you're saying about, you know, them drafting guys and they're they're reaching for guys and they grab their dudes and they don't really go off of any other boards. But it's funny when I said that on the show multiple times, people said, Q, what do you know? You're just reading what someone said in the mock draft. Q, what do you know? Do you watch the film? I mean, I can go back and and call out all the texts and all the calls. They got people getting on me for not agreeing with what the Raiders did and and not just kind of falling into the company line. Then all of a sudden you text me and tell tell me I'm a Raider apologist. I don't know. (laughs) I guess you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You can't win in this situation. I at no point have ever apologized for the Raiders. When I was talking about the draft picks after Warren Sharp said what he had to say, I said that there was reasons I felt that those guys didn't succeed, but again, I didn't. I didn't give COVID. I didn't allow them to get an excuse for COVID because I said every team dealt with that. Like everything you said, I totally agreed with. So I'm not too sure where you're coming with the Raiders apologist. Um, I appreciate the feedback as always, and I don't disagree. So. I'm not too sure. But either way, I wanted to make sure I got on here and addressed this because, like I said, at the beginning, I didn't want to make it think that I was ignoring you because I definitely wasn't. I mean, just because, you know, you may, uh, you know, fire a shot at me does, doesn't mean that I won't address it. So uh, hopefully that clears it up, Radar Rob. But, yeah, uh, please, if you have an example of me being an apologist, please point it out. But. I really think that I uh, I do a really good job of keeping it right down the middle. I try not to go too over the top, and I try not to get, you know, too too happy either. I try to be right down the middle and be realistic, and like I said, apologists is definitely what I'm not uh, because the Raiders don't need me to apologize for anything. They don't give a rip what I say anyway. It's just my opinion, but it was funny, man. Right after the Alex Leatherwood pick, I, you know, thought that they, they reached. I thought that they could have either traded back or got him in the second round, regardless what – Jim Nagy says or or Benjamin Albright says whatever those guys say I get it but so many people ripped me and were like oh Q you're just going off of what Daniel Jeremiah and Mel Kuyper says when that's not the truth actually if you go back to my show that I did on uh, right after the national championship game I believe it was called national championship Raiders I pointed out a bunch of players from that game that I thought could be potential Raiders and Alex Leatherwood was one of them but then even then I thought he was a second round guy not a first round guy but either way it's no big deal. Uh, I think that they did really well in the draft when they got Trayvon Merrick in the second round. So so just because they got their guys in reverse order, they still got them. So it really doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, Rob, I appreciate the the text. My man, I appreciate you listening to the show. Keep on bringing that feedback with you. And, and again, I don't disagree with anything that you had to say. So that's going to uh, do it for the show today. That's all I got time for. Appreciate all the feedback uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, we should have, I'm scheduled to have DJ Turner, who is an undrafted free agent, a wide receiver for the Raiders. He's supposed to be on the show. So hopefully we finish off the week strong with a special guest edition uh, like I like to do. Uh, obviously, we'll have more news and notes of the day. And of course, we'll have more calls and text right off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. So until then, Raider Nation, until Friday's show, keep your family tight. Love on your family. Do what you got to do. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.